They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I'm joined by Act Two Fly, Eric Trembicki. Artist formerly known as your best friend. Uh-huh. Still are. And Josh Prepagina. Prep, say hello. You don't show up Sunday. This is over. <laughs> and Josh Prepagina. Josh, say hello. <laughs> you know, one day there'll be a voice when I say that. One day there'll be a voice. So, uh, Instead of voiceless. <laughs> well, no. Formerly known as Jake Prep 23. Uh-huh. All puns intended. So, um, as always, head over to whatamaneuver.net for your Mad Madness gear. Ringside Collectibles use promo code MMAN to save 10% off your order. So, we have AW. Use it on that Ringside ECW Cactus. They're raising the price and the shipping date keeps getting pushed back. Oh, I'll get to that a little later. Uh, so, we got AW All Out coming up this Sunday, Labor Day weekend. So, before we get into that, what have you seen this week? I, I actually have some stuff that I've seen this week. Okay, um, let me think, let me think. Actually, all right, so since we last talked last week, I I watched SmackDown. I did watch SmackDown, not live. Uh, I think I called it most of the Saturday, maybe Sunday morning. Um, I had an exhausting weekend. Typical. So Monday, I went to bed way earlier than normal, and... Uh, for the long-time listeners, you know, uh, up until recently turning 30 at the beginning of this year, I used to never go to bed earlier than 1.30 in the morning. I typically was up till 2 a.m. every day. Uh, I hit 30, and boom, midnight just became my new bedtime. Uh, but I was exhausted, and it's 9 o'clock, and I said, how do I fall asleep? Oh, let me put it on the USA Network. <laughs> I was asleep in five minutes during Raw, so I uh, didn't get to finish Raw. little weird opening segment. I kind of liked how they were using focal points on all three of the main men's championships. Uh, but I don't know nothing else about what happened on Raw. I watched Dynamite this week, and I'm pumped for All Out. But uh didn't really recap on anything anything old. Um, I did watch a old uh, I, WWE 24. Uh, Valentina wanted to watch something, and we felt, uh, landed on a couple different women's WWE 24 documentaries okay now the 24 on night one of wrestlemania i was meaning to watch that that's something now that you said 24 that was one thing that i didn't mean to watch that i, didn't get I a caught clips of the second one and i was like eh, i can't really pay attention to this i gotta watch night night two first or night one first so my summer of cena continued i saw a lot of john cena this weekend so i watched the suicide squad finally on hbo max and then i also saw you know, Hulu exclusive movie Vacation Friends. Vacation Friends is fucking hilarious. I watching John Cena act it makes me love him even more because he is for Vacation Friends is your kind of movie. Because uh, there's a scene where I like Friends and I like Vacations. Yeah, so there's a scene where they meet the cup. Um, it has Lil Rel Howery and Yvonne Orji in it. So they're the other couple with him and John Cena's girl. And there's a scene when they first meet. They give them margaritas, and instead of sugar around the brim, it's Coke. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll love it. It's completely ridiculous. It's such... I don't know who's listening to this episode. <laughs> Skip commenting on that. It, 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 is, it is hysterical. I, I, God, I love that. I, love I the think movie I so will much. watch that. It is, it is so funny. Like you have, 
Vacation Friends. It's so good. Is this uh, a couple years old? No, it just came out last weekend. Oh, okay, then it's not what I thought it was. No, it's so fun. Now, he had that movie... God, I forget the name, but I loved it, too. With him and Leslie Mann, and then it was like that kid going to prom. That was a, that was a really fun movie. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. But uh, I finally, also, I, I finally watched Dragon Off the Walter from TakeOver 36. I thought that was really good. I still didn't watch the first match, but one thing I can appreciate about Walter... You know he's he's a big guy and he's not like in shape as as a W from WWE sense, but God that guy could fly around and move, man. It is ridiculous. Yeah, I have not called this match yet. Yeah, it it, it, it was good. Now did that last week too. Now, did that last week. Now the U, now the UK title matches when they're on, when they are on Takeover, they always steal the show. I think almost every time the UK title match has been on uh, NXT Takeover, it has been the match of the night. Now, this might be controversial, but it's no Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne to me, but it's pretty close because, like, the idea of Dragunov, this smaller guy, be eating water, be just, just like physically like fighting him. It was like a basically a fight, and Dragunov he used his high flying when he had to, but Walter had answers for that as well because Walter he he. Had, He'll go to the top rope as well. And it was, it was just like an all-out brawl. And I can't say enough about that match. And the physicality. I got, I got to go back, and I think I should just watch them back-to-back, the first one and the second, because I really don't think I even watched the first one. Yeah, the physicality, like when you see, I don't know if you've seen the, the pictures of Dragunov after that match his and Walter chest, after yeah, and his yeah. chest and his face. Even, I believe, on this, this past week, NXT or the week prior, he still had the, the marks on his face. It was, it was a great match. Definitely a match of the year candidate. I can't, I can't deny. It. I was glad I actually saw. It. I did not watch the rest of the show. I just seek that out. I also uh, watched a few clips from SmackDown. I like the Usos question of Paul Heyman about this whole Brock Lesnar thing. I thought that was fun, and I think that's going to happen in, at the Saudi show. It doesn't make sense for Brock Lesnar to come back right now. I think he'll take the payday in Saudi Arabia. Happy Corbin is fantastic. I gotta say that, and also not watch, but a lit audio platform. Uh, I'm not sure if I brought this up to you, but Jeff Jarrett's My World, his podcast with Conrad. I think that's. I've seen I've seen some of the YouTube clips because I appreciate the background. Both of them got a bunch <laughs> of championships in their background. Was there a recent episode drop that caught your interest? Well, a lot of Jarrett's pod his uh, shows sparked my interest because. For all these years, Jarrett never really talked about anything. So anytime yeah. I see an episode come up, I was like, "Oh, I wanted to. Oh, I want to hear about that." It's like, "Oh, I want to hear about that" because you never hear from Jarrett about yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. And he's got a good perspective from obviously starting up TNA to the ending of WCW to mm-hmm. the Attitude Era. There's and then obviously you know from his father's perspective, being growing up in this business. Yeah, and. It just started, I think, in around April and May. So there's still a lot for them to go to. Like, they've talked about TNA, but they haven't really dug deep into TNA yet. Yeah. They, they talked about, uh, they talked about Owen on Owen's anniversary of his past, and they talked about when Jeff stuck Vince up for money. Now, as a kid, when you hear that, I, like, I listened to that. one. Okay, that was that good. Was so, like, when you're when you're a kid, you think like he's really like sticking him up for money, you know? <laughs> you know? So, and he, he never talked about it all these years, and. It's, kind of good to get clarification about that he did an episode about the night that vince fired him 
on TV. He did that episode. He did. I not get to hear that one yet. Yeah, I guess. I, are you are you watching the, these on YouTube? Or are you just going through? I, the I, audio? I, I just have the audio. He, he, yeah, he, I think he, I need to subscribe. Yeah, he did the Bash at the Beach 2000 episode. He just did SummerSlam '99 with the match against D'Lo Brown for both titles. It's a really good show. I really, I'm really enjoying it, and it's definitely one of my favorite podcasts because you never you never hear anything about Jeff Jarrett telling stories over the last 20-something years of what's happened. He's been in the business for a long time. Now, this isn't wrestling-related, but I wanted to bring this up. I'm, I know Prep was talking about it on social media and posting about it, but I've canceled this dude. Not I want to say cancel, but I can k- k- care less about what he's, what he's doing, what he has to say, what he puts out. Most of this is not wrestling-related? It's not. But Kanye, you did it. I'm, I, I got to give it to you. Kanye, you did it. I, I got to give you your flowers on that. He did it with Donda. I enjoyed it. It's too long for my taste, but I enjoyed it. It was, it was a fun ride. I was one of the people that fake like Yeezus. I defended that album. In retrospect, it was terrible. I miss my old Kanye. But for this, what we got, it was good, I, and I enjoyed it. Not sure if you listened to it or if you have any input about it. I would say... Very surprisingly, I haven't listened to a second of it. Okay. Um, I keep in mind, I would say for over a decade, I would tell anyone if you ask who's my favorite rapper, I would say Kanye West. Yes, Kanye. Kind of like you said, I really love and I really miss the old Kanye. Don't get me wrong. His two seven-track albums three years ago, the one by himself, the one with Kid Cudi, I enjoyed them. There's always I always found stuff I did like. I didn't really like the gospel album. I Yeezus, I think, is a nine track album with either three or four good songs, and that's less than fifty percent. You know, I, I got mixed tape mi- mixed feelings on it. Um Kanye West is the first concert I've ever been to. I really? haven't been to Never know you I, I have not been to concert. a lot of concerts in my life. I've been to six, maybe seven. Kanye West was uh my first one. Uh, here's a good tell-all, uh, since I'm drinking, and it's on a podcast where people that are only hearing this are wrestling fans. Um, I was dating a girl at the time, and her and a bunch of her friends and people from her school, they they lined up uh, a bus, a bus to take us there. And me, Izzy, and another friend of ours, we were riding from my mom's house to get dropped off at her school where we were meeting to ride this bus. At the time an older class woman in my grade was uh, blowing me. So she picked me up, blew me, and then drove me to go meet up at the school to be with my girlfriend to go see my first concert. That nice little fun story to say, yes, I love Kanye. Um, This album was supposed to come out a month ago, and all his ridiculousness of staying in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome and the uh, building of his mother's house and the pushbacks and then the removal of certain people's features and adding features and all this. I have not listened to the album yet. I'm not pressed to. I've heard a lot of mixed opinions on it. A lot of music buffs that I know, uh, that I've known for a while and I respect their opinion, I feel like more of them are against this album than for it. It's too long. Uh, I'll give them that. It's way too long. So I'm, I'm not mad at a long album. Um, I was kind of upset with those seven al- the, the seven-track albums that he produced. He produced, like, seven albums, one for himself, one for him and Cuddy, one for uh, Pusha T. There was uh, one for uh, Taylor. He, he did a bunch. Mm-hmm. But 
He did one for Nas. Um, I got into it with another person who I really expect, uh, respect his opinion, and he was against the Nas album, but the Nas one, to me, had a lot of bangers. I think, again, seven-track seven album, four of them were strong, and I think I was cool with five or six of them. One, I was, eh, but I thought the Nas was really good. But he says in little intros and exits on the albums, he says stuff about uh, songs should be short. There should only be so many songs. Three years later, he's a complete hypocrite, and he <laughs> takes forever to release an album, and then there's 25-plus tracks on it. Um, so I, I really I, I looked at the album. I skimmed through it. I think I, I think I played a little bit of one song, and I was like, I, want, I think whenever I give it the listen, I want to listen to it from track one and just go through. Um, I'm probably going to do that within the next week. He's he's just a, he's a goofy man. Uh, <laughs> he's a goofy, he's a goofy man. man. He he really is, and I I cut him off completely. People talked about him. I don't care. Like whatever he says, I don't care. I, I don't wear his shoes, and y'all st- y'all still support him through all the bullshit uh, he put y'all through. So it's yeah. like whatever. Y'all, y'all got that. I've never worn his Adidas. I still love it and cherish his Nikes. Wish I still had them. Um, he's also goofy. He thinks there should be some clause in his Adidas contract <laughs> where he gets to still wear Jordans because he thinks it's illegal to take the right to wear Jordans from a black man away. Every black man doesn't wear Jordans. Take it easy. <laughs> but Kanye, he's definitely responsible for two of my top five albums of all time. So I got to uh, drop out in Dark Twisted Fantasy. Uh, um, why is it skipping me? You, uh, you left... That's that's two that's two and three. Wait, actually, no. Yeah, graduation's number one. Re- really? You like you like you think that's the best? Number one. Graduation's number one. Twisted Fantasy is number two. Dropout's three. Huh. Well, what we'll have to. Graduation is what he was doing. The that that was the tour that I that was the concert I went. Okay, to. so oh seven oh eight. Everything bangs on that. That's uh, oh my god. That's such a good. Feel good album. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's a uh, party summer banger. Like it's just uh, the songs on there are underrated still to this day. Yeah, because I, mean, I it's I remember the first time I heard College Dropout. I was what was I 13, 12, 13 years old. And really? Yeah. And it's like like it's like I'll, like kids won't kids won't know this, but like go home to watch World Six and Park and yeah, yeah, and MTV yeah. and all this stuff. They're playing the music videos and then. Kanye's all over that, and my dark twisted fantasy. So Kanye, he's kind of like ahead of his time because if you listen to all his albums, maybe a year or so later, they're they're ahead of their time. So like they hit different a year or two later. So dark. So when twi- you say that, I let you go. Yeah. So dark twisted fantasy. That's when like he got everything right, like eight oh eight and heartbreaks. It was ahead of his time. Now people would enjoy yes. it, but no, dark- no, so. Sorry to cut you off, but since you chimed on 808, I, I, I got to run with this. I'll never forget, you've been there at least once with me. I was at a bar, Appetites. I was underage. They're a friend of mine. Again, somebody I really respect yeah, music or, or in their opinion or music. This guy introduced me to a lot of music. Uh, he introduced me to Drake in 07. And I remember he's telling me, um, he's telling me 808 comes out. It's the week weekend of it, weekend after it. And he's like, yo. New Kanye album's terrible, it's terrible, terrible. Don't even waste your time. Don't waste your time. The single's out, which was heartless, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, eh, this is weird. What's he doing? Don't even listen to it. Six months go by. 
same friend comes to me. He's like, yo, I, I apologize. Remember that Kanye album I told you not to listen to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to it. That album is banging. That's yeah. number four. That is number four. All-time Kanye albums, that's number four. Because if you go through it and the life I I mean, like, that is a heartbreak album. Mm-hmm. That is somebody that's go, like in pain. There, there's there's a lot of songs there I can listen to. There's a lot of underrated songs. There's 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 a good song to drive to. There's a good song to party to. There's a good song to drink too much and cry to. I mean that is that's a, that's a really good album. Yeah, yeah, it is. And like I said, ahead of his, he's always ahead of his time. You have to give it some time. Yeah, because because music always changes. So the sound changes and. The new the next artist comes out and the next they hit big and then it's like okay Kanye well Kanye did this a little early so now mm-hmm. it actually holds yep. its value. Um, I'm, I'm glad we had this conversation. Maybe we'll have a sing along when I see you. <laughs> see you. See you someday, babe. <laughs> all right. So uh, before we get the all out, this is the only thing we'll talk about New York about. Thank you, thank you. I actually wanted it when you were talking about the NXT UK title match. I was hoping you'd go to this so we could get get away from the negatives early. Yeah. So. Reported by Uncle Dave, Vince and Bruce Pritchard are going to produce NXT. And all I got to say right now is, I'll let you take this first, but I'll just say this right now. Poor Hunter. Floor is yours. Poor, poor Michael. <laughs> Cause that's, it's just, like, it's, it, it's so mind-boggling because Vince doesn't really, like, he even though... NXT got so popular, Vince still didn't view it on the same level as Raw SmackDown. And you, we see this. We complain about this show. We have five years of audio to go to go off of. Vince would call somebody up from NXT and ignore everything they did in NXT. And mm-hmm. like we're seeing it with, with, right now with Karrion Cross. He looks like he's in magic from he's coming from Magic Mike or Chippendale. He's, but, he's Rikishi in '94. Yeah, so he 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 has these awesome segments and promo videos on NXT. You ignore it. You don't bring that over. You don't bring this beautiful bombshell Scarlet with him, who's money for you guys. You don't bring the entire package over. I don't understand why he never brings the entire package over. Like, he made Finn Balor a super smiley guy. Um, I did the Karrion Cross example. There's been plenty of people who have not turned over from NXT to the main roster. And I think it's due to them. Because they don't really want to acknowledge what Triple H built. And then when they fail on the main roster, they blame the talent. It's like, no, you didn't put these guys in. You didn't tell the story that we already started telling for, for these guys. In, in, in NXT. Now, they do do it occasionally, but it's with the ones that they want to succeed. Now, Karrion Cross, I don't know... This is the, the one I'm talking about the most because he's the most recent call-up, but... You know what I... A big thing I think it is with Karrion, it's like... Vin, <laughs> I'm probably misquoting it, but they always said that, like, Vince wants to show everyone how to eat shit. And I think he's like... This guy's the champion and he's undefeated. Oh, we'll defeat him. Bring him to Raw. So they make him, jo- they job him out night one. He gets a win. Oh, up here we do 50-50 booking. So you're going to lose next week and he lose win, lose win, lose win. I, I don't know. Uh, I 
please continue with your thoughts. All I'm going to say is once I see this logo completely change, I mean, since the Wednesday night war started over a year ago, I stopped watching NXT in its full entirety. I, you know, I, I'll watch it a day or two later and I'll fast forward through segments. Um, I'll tell you what's really going to be a testament come November or whenever it is the first takeover when it's Vince and Bruce running it, it's going to be a quick sign to know that, Hey, I barely watched SmackDown. I fast forward it. I, I'm barely watching NXT and I watch Raw to put myself to sleep. So <laughs> this New York product is something special. Now, the thing with NXT, now I didn't have a problem with them not signing, signing any guys because there's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with having homegrown talent. For sure, all. for sure. But poor Hunter. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Poor poor Hunter. Because this guy, he put out a product that everybody responded well to and now He did he did something special. Yeah, and now and because I'll, I'll, Go ahead. No, I'll just say, like, obviously our listeners know that we are uh, figure collectors. I'll tell you what, I I think I've had a decent NXT collection of, like, guys from their runs there, and I sold a lot. I actually recently acquired a few other NXT figures, and I'm like, man, if you really could have bought, which you still can, but if you would have collected all the Mattel figures of people when they were uh, from their NXT run from... Takeover one to I don't know. Let's call it, you know, take the 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 last best take the end of the undisputed era. You you have a great figure collection right there because this is about the plummet. It is about the plummet. That yeah. whole product's about the plummet. I'm, I'm glad. And you I said hate that. to be negative. I'm not trying to sound like a WWE hater, but I mean, you see what they do on Monday and Friday. They want to ruin Tuesday too. Friday is good television. Monday's shit. We'll give it that. But I'm glad you Monday's, brought up... Monday, yeah, I enjoy Friday television, 10 p.m. <laughs> we'll give it from 8 to 11 on two different channels. But I'm glad you talked about the NXT figures. Because even like as I'm going through my purge, I'm looking at some of these guys I have in my future NXT show, quote-unquote. If you're not like really like known for NXT, then you're gone. We'll put it that way. Like, like, you already know that my American Alpha Elite, I've been, like, staring at those. But I love them. Like, I love them as a tag team. So, like, they're, like, NXT to me. So, I don't think I'll, yeah. I'll let them go. Now, now like, Aleister Black, even though yep. he's uh, in AEW now, I'm, I, I have that for sale at the moment. I'm just looking at it. Like, he's not – and he, he wasn't a part of, like, my NXT. He was there, but not in what I feel was, like, the heyday of NXT. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's why I was having a hard time when I was saying, like, 2018, 2019. But I, I just feel like, you know that, you know, from 2018, 2019, I feel like it was still a really good, solid product. Obviously, January 2018, we went there and saw NXT TakeOver Philly. We saw it live, row six. I mean, you have a chair that shows Aleister Black versus Adam Cole in Street Fight. Amazing yep. match. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I'm definitely holding on to that Aleister Black. I got his most recent Elite, and that's... That's basically my AEW figure. <laughs> That's your holdover. So, All Out is Sunday. And the first match we'll start off with CM Punk and Darby Allin. Now, we're recording Wednesday right after Dynamite. If you saw it, fill me in on anything I missed. But I did see the Garcia attack CM Punk and Darby and Sting did come, Garcia come to save. Garcia and uh, 
2.0. Yep. Attack Punk mid promo. Yep. Where he's hyping up like he's just enjoying coming out. Chicago, you tired of me yet? And just talking about, you know, I could just do this, I could do that for as long as, but like I'm loving this. And then in the middle of it, he just kind of gets startled. You hear the crowd blurring, he looks to the side, all three of them run down on him. Mm-hmm. And then we get Darby and Sting. Pop- well, he's getting his ass whooped. Darby and Sting come out. Stinger drops a Scorpion Death Drop. Coffin drop from Darby. Our first AEW GTS. <laughs> Punk, Punk gets to go to sleep. He gets some blows while standing on the second row. It was cool. I really didn't think we were going to see him get physical at all until All Out. So I really appreciated the segment. Um, we got a little promo from... Darby Allen later on, a little video package, which I thought was very well done, where uh, Darby mentions, Punk, you said if you were 15 years old, I, Darby Allen would be your favorite wrestler. When I was 15 years old, CM Punk was my favorite wrestler. Seven years ago, you walked away from pro wrestling. Seven years ago, I began my journey into pro wrestling. I'm very much looking forward to this match, but basically he says he's insulted because you're saying I'm first on the list, and you're saying that as if you're already looking past me. I'm very much looking forward to this match. All the obvious reasons. Um, I will say up front, the, the week we predicted if he was coming back, like I was not looking forward to Darby Allen versus CM Punk because of the two face, uh, you know, two faces, a, a good guy versus a good guy. From now, I'm very much looking forward to it. It's it's going to be good. It's going to be a feel good, um, feel good moment. To see Punk come out uh, and and wrestle. I guess my first question for you, since this is the first match we're reviewing, do you think this closes the show? No, uh, that was my that, that was actually my question to you. I think this op- does this open, and I think it has to. I I think that's a strong idea because they're going to have I think probably a battle royal for the. A women's battle royal on the, uh, the pre-show. pre-show. Mm-hmm. I, I think that would be a really good way to do it. Um, I'd hate to see this end the show. No, I don't. I don't think it's going to end the show because Punk. Even I was had, reading somewhere someone saying that I'm like, why would that be the case? Because Punk even had a line. I think he, he okay. The line he had on I believe it was Rampage. Rampage. Either Rampage or Dynamite last week. He had a line saying that he's no longer the voice of the voiceless. Because the guys in the back, they listen. And I think that the way they had Punk come out first on Rampage, I think that they're not going to... Yeah, I I don't think they're going to have the people wait. I think the people will get restless if they don't see this first. Because this is the most anticipated return. I was kind of thinking initially it'd be like a mid-card shot, like in the middle of the card. But I think, yeah, I think opening it would be really strong. Yeah, because also I think... That we're getting a debut to end the show. I, I yes, uh, I, I'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. So who wins? While we're here, prediction. Obviously, we got to go hometown native. Thing I love about AEW seems like they're doing the opposite of New York. They always put the uh, hometown hero <laughs> over in their town. So I'm on CM Punk beating Darby Allen in a uh, show stealing, sentimental match. I'll probably be standing right here at the bar with you, banging shots. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so I'm going to see him punk as well. And we also we have the AEW World Title match, Kenny Omega against the which TNA. should end the show because always the World Title should end the show, right? Yeah, and Punk 
is adamant about that. So that's why I also think that he opens the show. Kenny's defending against Impact Wrestling Champion Christian Cage. I saw the promo from Rampage Friday night. I get them mixed on that. Last Wednesday or last Friday. And Christian talked about how Don Callis fired him from his first show. And they're trying to integrate that into the storyline. It's actually a YouTube promo that they, they've aired both on Rampage and Dynamite. So okay. not necessarily in the wrong. Okay. So they talked about that. And we also know that Christian did take the Impact World title from Kenny on the debut episode of Rampage. Who wins? Christian or Kenny? Kenny wins. I agree. Kenny retained. And I'm interested to see where Christian goes from there because he's the Impact Champion, Impact Champion but he's an AEW star. So yeah. we'll see where that goes. So, I, I, I'm confused on where this is going. I'm very interested because before CM Punk actually showed his face, Richie and I were both constantly talking about, you know, we already had this Christian match. I feel like we got to have it again because Kenny needs to get the win on his side. But Dynamite ends this week, and again, what, what, what a Jacksonville mark I am. It, it was great. You had an eight-man tag match. Impact Tag Champs and AEW Tag Champs versus Lucha Brothers and Jurassic Express. After the match, Super Elite goes over. Kenny comes to the ring. He says that Don Callis stole the controls to the cage. They lowered the cage, and they beat the crap out of the Lucha Brothers. And Christian came to the save before this happened. I skipped ahead. But they beat beat the crap out of him in the cages. Five guys against three, and you know they handcuff they handcuff the Lucha Brothers to the ropes. Nick Jackson's just super kicking the crap out of them. Christian's getting his ass whooped, and it's, I get it. He does have four days or so to heal and come back. But I'm almost thinking like, there's a chance this match couldn't happen. I don't know who would fill in for him. I think it's kind of too short for that. I'm looking forward to the match. Kenny definitely goes over. But I don't know who the hell is next. Yeah, I don't know who's next either. That is exciting. Yeah, I'm not sure who's next either. And they don't have another pay-per-view until November. And then I'm sure they'll throw in a themed episode of Dynamite in between. Yeah, I'm, I'm, there will be a good thing about uh, AEW. Like, we'll get a world title match on, on Wednesday night yeah. at some point. Yep. So I'm going to go with Kenny as well. And then we have MJF and Jericho. Jericho basically putting his career on the line after losing to MJF in the fifth labor. In the, the, other, the other labors, he had to face Sean Spears, Nick Gage, Hoovy, Warlow, and then I had to say he just lost to MJF. Great long-term storytelling, because this has essentially been going on for almost a year. Mm-hmm. Because MJF was trying to get into the inner circle, and they had that matchup full gear last November. So, so a little over 10 months that this has been going on. It was the lab, the labors were fun. It was fun to see Hoovy, and that's all I can say about that situation. <laughs> um, I, I know friends that I've been trying to get to watch Dynamite for a one hundred weeks, and the labors brought them to start watching it. <laughs> they said they always followed the product on social media. Was seeing what's what's what. They heard about the labors, and they they've been watching ever since. Now I, I do wish she faced Matt Cardona instead of Nick Gage. That's just me, but the labors were fun. It was a great segment. We didn't need to see Cardona take an L. <laughs> great long-term storytelling. 
And Jericho had a uh, in-ring interview with Jr. on Dynamite. I did see that t- tonight. So, does Jericho hang him up and just go to commentary? No. He he performed very well in all those labors. I can't imagine he doesn't get the come off him. I, I could see why we're supposed to think he's he's going to switch to commentary. I mean, two strong years out of him. Um, but then what happens to Inner Circle if he's done? Um, he's got all these Fozzie tour dates, so he should lose. I got to think. I got to think he, he's going to win. Even if you don't win the world title again, there's got to be another AEW title run in him. Him and Hager, or him and Sammy, they can't win tag titles at some point. Jericho can't be done. My prediction is Jericho. I'm torn here. <laughs> I, I don't know. Because, like you just said, he's going on tour. We talked about that last week as well. He's going on tour, and he's doing a great job selling the fact that this could be it for him. And I also think that MJF's already beat him three times, and this, even though this is the most important match, it kind of it will kind of just wipe away the three losses get to MJF. But I think MJF is going to win because I think Jericho knows that his time is ticking. So I'm gonna go with MJF. Oh, you're a dirty bull for that. <laughs> I mean, I'm going with MJF. We're going to get John Moxley against Kojima. Any thoughts on that? Um, should be exciting. I'm sure it'll be a hard-hitting match. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's it's an interpromotional match. Um, what I do hope, I hope, I, I, I'll give my prediction and a hope. Uh, I'm sure we'll probably be in agreement. Mox goes over. I hope he goes over while celebrating Tanahashi. Attacks him. I know Tanahashi's a babyface in New Japan. Um, Mox, I think, wants he, he wants to do some New Japan work. Uh, he wants matches with people he's never faced. He's so over in AEW. It, it's um, it's kind of it's, it's inevitable. He he keeps cutting these promos about Tanahashi not answering his challenge. So I, I would like to see a surprise of Tanahashi showing up. I'm gonna go with Moxley as well. It'll be it'll be cool to see Tanahashi because wasn't that supposed to be the wasn't that the rumor original match? If I'm not wrong. Yes, but Moxley's been cutting these promos about while he was champion. He he tried he tried laying out a challenge to Tanahashi. He 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 tried laying out a challenge to Tanahashi, and New Japan sent um they sent the new guy from Bullet Club, um. Terrible names. Chris Bay? Uh, or is somebody no, else? Not, not Chris Bay. Um, he's Haku's youngest son. Okay. Yeah, he came, he lost. Then, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, he ended up, no, no, he didn't even face him. Lance Archer faced him. But Mox, Mox did have a fit. He did have a match against someone older from New Japan. So he did that. Basically, this is another thing. Like, this guy he's facing, he's an old-timer. So Moxley's cutting promos about how he's insulted that somebody that's this old has the balls to face him, but he keeps putting the challenge out to Tanahashi. So I just feel like this match, whenever it does happen, it's going to be or in a New Japan ring, but I would love to see it on an AEW screen. All right, so I'm go- so I- we're both going with Moxley. Then we have the AEW Tag Team titles. 
inside the cage. Match of the night. Lucha Match Brothers the in the Young Bucks. I'm shocked it's the Lucha Brothers in this situation. I'm hyped. I thought it was a, I thought it was a Jurassic Express. But the Lucha Brothers, they haven't really done much since, since the inception of AEW. I believe um, Ray Phoenix was out hurt for a while. Um, he, he had a short little injury, but like, he also like, they were pushing him in like the world title picture, like as like a challenger when, uh, Moxo had the title, him and Kenny were kind of doing like number one contenders bouts. Um, I'm really, I'm going to say this is going to be the match of the night. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have no doubt. AW's second tag title, or I'm sorry, second cage match. And also, you're saying they haven't done much, but you also got to remember, AW's first show was double or nothing. There was a ladder match for the AAA tag oh. titles. It was, oh. it was. Yeah, so, I know that. Yeah, like in the filler, they haven't done a lot. Um, I'm so happy it's not. I, I just, I really, whenever I think about the Lucha Brothers and Proud and Powerful, I'm always thinking how these guys should have both won the tag titles by now. Like they're. Like, you know, AEW is really building off being a tag team company. Uh, my prediction, my want, my hope, I'm really hoping that the Lucha Brothers can win this. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna mark out and I think I'm even gonna pull the U and maybe post like a picture of the, the Lucha <laughs> Brothers with the uh, AEW tag belts in advance and, and saying like, hey, can we see this? <laughs> I'm very excited for this. Yeah. I might even hit up Donovan and say, "Yo, let me buy a let me buy a Oh pen my match. god, <laughs> I'm interested. I think this will be the match tonight. I have no doubt in my mind about that. I kind of wanted Jurassic Express to be the next champions, but I do think the Young Bucks are going to drop the titles. So I'm gonna go with the Lucha Brothers as well. Yeah, I, and yeah, I just I would love them to win the belts. It would make so much sense in so many ways. All right, we got Andrade El Idolo. Oh, and then we said what match could steal the show, and here we are again. This yeah, we, might be match we number got, two of the night. We got Andrade with the, his entire family, pro- probably, taking on Pac. Man, it's crazy. It, it's really crazy. You know, you, you just mentioned about the Lucha Brothers not doing much, but when COVID hit, Lucha Brothers were still out there a lot, mm-hmm. and Death Triangle was missing the third party due to travel boundaries. I'll never forget being at the first episode of Dynamite, and I watched Pac's entrance, and I was like, this guy's a star. Like, New York really lost something special with this guy. Unfortunately, I don't see him going over, but I think this is going to be an amazing match. His entrance, like, he hasn't had a match on Dynamite in weeks. I know he's probably having matches on dark, but I know his his entrance is special, and I'm really looking forward to this match. He's on Andrade's only had one match, right? Maybe two. I know he uh, he had one against Seidel, beat Seidel. Uh, so I'm gonna get my prediction. Andrade's got to win. I mean, he just lost to Kenny in uh, AAA, so Andrade's gonna win, and it's gonna be a hell of a match. I'm going to go with Andrade as well. Now, does he come with a young upstart father-in-law in his corner? I hope so. It's funny. <laughs> All right. So we have the AEW Women's World title, Britt Baker defending against Chris Statlander. I didn't even know this was the real match because she's been so 
tied up with Red Velvet until last week on Rampage. So, who do you go with, Chris Dallin or Britt Baker? Britt Baker. Agreed. Now, this match has no reason to fucking be going on. Time out. I, I don't know what, what I actually, I don't know what you're going to say, but as you said. You know well, damn well what I'm going to say. And, and actually, actually, maybe my biggest, if not my second biggest pop of dynamite tonight has to do with this. But before we go there, I, I just want to give a little, little shout out to the pre-show because we just got off the women's division. They're going to have the casino battle royale, which that is going to be 21 list. people. What? All right. So let, let's just, real quick, just since we're here and we're still in the women's division, I guess just get at it. I have no idea who's going to win, but if you had a predictor and a surprise, because the Casino Battle Royal, men's or female, always has a surprise, who are you predicting? Ruby Soho. Oh, yeah. And she wins the whole thing. Uh, now, she's not going to win. You don't think she's going to win? Who no. do you think's going to win? Jay Carter. On the Rosen? Oh, yeah. Jay, yo, she's the hottest... Ripped girl I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> she pisses me off. I'm about to block her. Yeah, she. I love that she comes for the fans, but she is beautiful. It is. Doesn't make any sense. All right. Yeah, but Ruby Soho. That that's that is gonna be a fly debut, and I, I'm hoping maybe the Iconics, even if it's a one off. But um, yeah, that that that's gonna be a fun pre-show. Yeah, and fun pre-show match. God, I lost my tra- I lost my train of thought. Oh, I'll, you talked about Thunder Rosa. I have you up. I think isn't Thunder Rosa like one of the top contenders because she still has a gripe to face Britt Baker because yeah because Britt Baker their match was unsanctioned so it didn't count against Britt's record. Yep. So Thunder Rosa has a reason to go after Britt Baker. She, um, they had a little backstage segment hyping up the Battle Royal with her, Nyla Rose, and Jade Cargo, where they're kind of like surrounding her. She's like, well, I ain't going out without a fight. Started fighting them, and then they, they jumped her. And then Sterling and Vicky Guerrero said, hey, look, there ain't no point in y'all two fighting. We, we saved that for the money this weekend. All right. So now back to my train of thought, because this, this, this shit. This shit needs to throw this in the I'm tub. I'm here for it, but I do got a complaint, but it's definitely way different than what you were th- 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 Throw this in the tub. Um, Paul White and QT Marshall, get QT the fuck out. Oh! Oh! Get, get him out. Get him away. God. Paul White wins. Floor is yours. I do think Paul White wins. However... One of my biggest pops, because it was a surprise, a little after the 9 o'clock hour, there was a segment. Uh, QT Marshall with Bailey's ex, the Kumaraga guy that wears uh, No Way Jose's old NXT gear. And um, then there was like three random guys with the factory shirt. So I guess new students. They were the new performance center call-ups, I guess. Um, They're in there in the ring. QT's cutting a promo about, hey, Paul, it's just you and me. You know, come out here. We'll have a talk just just us. Paul White comes out. QT disappears. Paul White destroys everyone. And he's tossing everyone around. And I didn't see this happening. So I appreciate a surprise. Paul White is last in the ring with Bailey Zacks, and he swats him off the top rope. 
And then here comes the gun club to the safe. And QT tries to slide in with the chair. Billy commandeers the chair. During the stare-off, Billy Gunn does the Seth Rollins shield back up and cracks Paul White with the chair. Really? Directly in the hip that's surgically replaced. Blah, 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 blah. Wow. Stealing a page out of the Big Show's book and turns heel. Um, Gun Club, the, the Suns don't really do nothing. They kind of just make a face. I kind of would have liked that they got some kicks in so they could have had some heat. Commentary just kind of said that they're a piece of crap, his piece of crap sons, which they've really done nothing that was like a piece of crap before. So I kind of have an issue. Like, why are they now piece of crap sons? They didn't do nothing. They just sided with their father, which obviously they should. They didn't hit Big Show while he's down, Paul White while he's down. Um, I'm on the phone with my girlfriend while I'm seeing this. I paused it. I popped. I wrapped the conversation up. Rewound it and rewatch the segment. My beef with this, I'm looking more forward to the match. But Pete Show, Paul White, who do you really have? Like he had nobody really in his corner. The gun club made sense because I'm thinking back to showguns. I'm thinking it's 2001. <laughs> Billy and Paul. Billy and Big. I mean, there's there's something here. Um <clears throat> my issue is I'm a psycho fan and I'm thinking too deep. When a year ago, year plus ago, when Cody's starting up the Nightmare Family, and Cody gets this neck, he gets the Nightmare Family logo tattooed on his neck, and he's putting the most random people in his group. I'm like, damn, all right, I get it. It's deep to you. This is your logo. You threw it on your neck. But the Gun Club is part of the Nightmare Family. I get it. Cody got his head kicked off. We're not going to see him for a while. He's going to come back. We're going to assume babyface, but, like, does that mean they're not part of the the Nightmare family no more? Like, I just feel like, in hindsight, it really just shows how poorly put this faction was put together some time ago. So, you're saying, because the factory is basically people who left the Nightmare family. So, yes. so, so, so you're saying that the Gun Club is leaving the Nightmare Family for the factory? Well, that that's definitely what you you would figure. Um, QT didn't really sell that they were with him. He was kind of surprised. He stayed there on the stage. The Gun Club walked past him, dropped the chair, and then No Way, Kumarando, and Bailey Zach plus the three randos run in there with Tony Soprano and they start jumping, kicking on Paul and segment. <clears throat> so Paul technically got no one in, in, in his corner. And then they're, they're, they kept har- harping to, will he even make it to somebody? Right. So I'm sure the match happens. Um, I hope Paul goes out. Uh, actually, you know what? Who knows? His first match is so long. His, his uh, busted up. QT hasn't gone over in a while. People keep beating him. Maybe QT wins. I'm calling it QT wins. I'm loving. He got everybody inside. He's got I, his group. He just stole a, a fraction of court, Cody's group. I'm loving this whole Bailey's X thing. That that's just his name for now, Lord. If it wasn't already. So the final match on the card, the TNT Championship, Miro's defending against Eddie Kingston. Mm. Who are you going with? Man, shout out to that boy that used to be on this show. He would pop for this match. 
20 years ago, four years ago. I want Eddie Kingston to win. But they changed his belt four times. I'm not ready for a New York Statue of Liberty to be on this belt. I was like, that or a, graf- or a license plate. Ah! Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Man, that would be beautiful. Um, That'd be god-awful. You know, I'm going to say this on a real short hunch. I, I don't know how I came across it. I was scrolling on Instagram. I really almost DM Tommy Dreamer today and said, who is in possession of the House of Hardcore title, the TV title, or whatever the hell they call it, the Twitch title? I'm like, yo, come on, man. That thing's worth nothing. Sell me that thing. <laughs> However, I want Kingston to win. Mira, Mira's got to win. I, I mean, Kingston's got to win a title in this company. But I almost feel like he's going to be that guy that, like, you know, he retires in four years and he never won a title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Miro retains. Yeah. All right, so that co- that covers all of All Out because you already brought up the Casino Battle Royale. So we'll jump to the best of the best segment this week, and we're going to do the top three, what we think are the top three AEW figures. So I'll let you take this one first. Ooh. Um. All right, top three. Is yours in any specific order? I don't care. You could just spot them out. Right, I just didn't know if you had yours in. The I don't have it. No, I don't have mine in the order. All right. Um. Man. All right. I, and, you know, again, this is kind of off the top of the dome, and this, uh, you know, I, I threw my list down at the beginning of this, but I'm going to go AEW Unrivaled Series 2, John Moxley. One, it's a badass figure. It was the first variation you could get to the public with the world title because Series 1. Chase Jericho had a world title, but it was a chase impossible to get. Um, it's a John, it's John Moxley's first figure, it's not a Dean Ambrose figure, so I absolutely love that one. Um, I'm gonna go number two, I'm gonna go Chris Jericho, ringside exclusive, a little bit of the bubbly. The accessories, world title is in this, uh, but again, it's a website exclusive. Um, AEW's first and I think only one to come with the table. Um, Jericho, uh, his is a Jericho figure with more tattoos than any of his Mattels. And then again, I'm going to keep going on a, a ringside exclusive hunch, and I'm going to go Cody, the TNT, first TNT champion, his first accessible figure with the neck tat. Um, honorable mentions. Uh, all the Lucha Brothers figures have been great. Um, an MJF figure because he's such a good heel. I'd probably go with his first one because it came with a bandana. Um, Scorpio Sky, I, I like his figure. It's a lot better than Kaz's, so I think it made that figure very well. Um, and then I will go with uh, Young Bucks from Series 3. I think those figures came out perfect. All right, so for me, Co- Cody... I wanted to put him on my list because you know before AEW became a thing, we always saw the customs out there and 
how hard it was. Well, not hard, but how expensive it was to get yeah, a Cody yeah, Custom. Yeah. And he, like his best face scan was the Stardust scan, and you had to get it repainted and all that stuff. And stuff. So they have like the Cody, like the TNT Cody. That's my honorable mention because it had that same expression with Cody laughing and then the three heads. Multiple heads. Multiple heads and the, t- the first TNT title, the prototype, I guess you can call it. That was my honorable mention because I love that figure. That probably be in my top ten at the end of the year. But my three are Series 4 Kenny Omega because he comes with the gun hand and then I, yeah. I'm a mark for That's still the best Kenny figure. Yeah, I'm a mark for a screaming head skull. Because it shows emotion. So I'm, 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 I'm always going to mark out for that. For a screaming head skull. Also, all from, from Series 4, the Matt Hardy. I think it's great. I think it they, is, it is. Yeah, I think they got, they got it perfect. The, um, the puffy hair, um, the robe. It was it was all well done. Van, it comes with Vanguard 1. Perfectly done. And as we get down the line, all these figures are just going to get better in time. But I got—I just had to put up this one on there for just for detail purposes. Uh, series five, Luchasaurus. I love that you you prefaced and said it was in no order. So I was gonna say, is that really your favorite? Yeah, I guess. I mean, that that one's really well done. I, you know, an honorable mention I gotta say uh, also would be. Uh, I, I I'm gonna say all three of them. Uh, the the height I understand's off. I also think. The Luchasaurus, these taller figures, Luchasaurus, Jake Hager, and then what I'm about to mention as another honorable mention, all the Dustin Road figures. Yeah, I only have the Blood Brothers, Dustin. I don't yeah, have any I, of the Dustins. I, ju- I did a ringside order recently, and they had a lot of unmatched series one on a damage package, and it was in stock. So I know you got me two, and I got two of the other ones I wanted. I, I guess I got uh, I got Dustin and I got um, Baker, uh, Miro. I was just like, you know what? I'll catch him in the wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. But that Cody, it's up there. The Luchasaurus, just on detail alone, is great. So since it's not deemed AEW, I do got to say because this will be in my top ten. I don't know if I'm going to try to uh, group them in. I feel like you were prep pulled this off one year in the top 10 figures of the year. But the Lucha Brothers. Um, I'm trying to the boss fight? The boss fight figures by that. Actually, I, I feel like my Penta may have been next to me. Yeah. But those figures are amazing. Yeah. The so- scale is better on them. Those are going to be the figures I pose with the AEW tag belts, hopefully, this weekend. Yeah. So. When I make that rule up, if it's in the same line as a tag team, I'll, I'll let you count it as one if you like. Because it comes it comes together. If it's a two-pack, it comes together. I'll count that as one. Especially if they're a tag team. Two-pack stuff that makes sense, of course. Yeah, two-packs, I'll let you count. You, you could do individual if you want or whatever, but two-packs, I think, can count as one. And if they're in, they're in the same set, like let's say, I believe Viking Raiders were like an Elite 77 or something like that. Separate, but I'll let you... Makes sense. Makes sense. Because why would you just buy one? Yeah. So I so I don't I don't mind that. But um, I got my Britt Baker a couple weeks ago. Um, I got pictures on social media of it. I like it. I just wish I just hate the Polly Pocket style jacket. And um, I'm 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 good on the next set coming out. I I can care less. 
the Buck, the, the Laker Bucks, FTR, Nyla, and I think Lance Archer. I'm yeah, good on that. I got it pre-ordered. I'm looking forward to the set. Yeah, I'm good on that. Oh, and by the way, Mattel, fuck you for what you did to Trish Stratus, Elite 88. God damn. <laughs> fuck y'all. The surgery I got to perform. Oh, my God. So, yo, actually, speaking of Mattel, and since we're on the Jazz Warriors topic, I actually, I, I don't know if you saw it on the major podcast group, but somebody showed they took a, a Rusev head and threw it on a, on a mirror body. And I actually commented because I've seen pictures of that a while, and I was like, does that actually work real easily? So I still have, I still have not even opened my Cody TNT, but I know it's got all the extra heads, and I got an extra uh, Legends Ultimate Warrior in the suit. So I, I need to throw a Cody head <laughs> in that <laughs> Yeah, I, I haven't tried to swap an AW for a Mattel figure yet, but it's a good placeholder at least. Yeah. All right, but, but, but yeah, but Mattel, I can't believe they did that, Trish, because now i got to buy all the parts. And then, like, I cannot stand where they just, like, she has a belly button through her shirt. So a special place. So now i got to, I am going to buy the, buy the Elite 88 because it comes with the hands and the jacket and the hat. So I am going to buy it, but then i got to buy a WrestleMania basic, pop the head off, and do a head swap, and then I'll have to put the women's title to cover that belly button. <laughs> because I, I like that 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 just is ridiculous. That, I don't just know clear, how they do that. Careless. It that was terrible because the MVP I thought was outstanding. That that might be a figure of the year. That was outstanding. I loved it. The Kushida, even though I can care less about Kushida, that figure was awesome. I'm not gonna buy it, but. Seen it in a while, I might get FOMO, but I do not, as of now, I'm not going to buy it. What, you know, to give New York some type of positive spin on here, somebody asked me, like, oh, you're not liking WWE? I was like, I love their action figures still. Um, what is a WWE figure you are, that's in the near future that, that may be hitting retail that you're most excited for at the moment? Whew. Um, oh my God. Um, I'm trying to think what's what's up, what's coming what's upcoming. But I guess the easy cop out would be if you want sort of Target Legends series. If you can't think of the well, the Target Legends, I am look well according to the internet, Nash is starting to hit stores. I did I did see that, so I'm looking forward to that. I really hope we still get Adam Cole. Because we are still getting the Bronson Reed in Elite Ninety or whatever set he's in. Yeah, I just need the Chase goal. Yeah, so yeah, so I'm a buy, like I would like buy the Chase off ringside. I'll pay the extra. I, I still think we're gonna get it because if we're still getting Bronson, Cole's here longer. Yeah, but Cole's in like three sets further. That that's I, the but thing. But I almost feel like WWE is like, hey, if we can make money, let's make money. Yeah, so I because I, they didn't fool Bronson. I mean, these I don't know. It's yeah, and I'm interested to see uh, if we. I hope we still get it because I, I I would love to for the um to complete the camel set. But I mean, I, but for WWE wise, I'm trying to. I don't. I'm not sure if it'll hit by the end of the year. But RVD. Yeah, I get. I mean, I it was funny when you just mentioned MVP. I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, you were like, oh, he might be in my top ten. I'm like, yeah, will we get that by then? I mean. 
Yeah, it's in it's in the next set that's so. coming out. It's eighty eight, so we're on eighty seven. SummerSlam is eighty seven. So. I get it. Yeah, like Cali, we'll probably see pictures of California having it, and I guess it'll probably hit shelves here late late September, early October. But I mean, we really haven't even seen what is it? I guess eighty seven, the Candice LeRae set. I've seen that. Oh, you've seen it in the wild. Yeah, I I'll, well, I only saw a brawn from that set. Check you out. But I did, I did see it because the only one I want from that set as of now is Oscar, and um, I have seen, I did see Braun at my Target. That's a, a strong days, set. Right? A couple of days, a couple of days ago, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's RVD for me. Hopefully, it comes by the end of the year, and with this whole, sh- the whole shipping problems. I'm not. I, I talked about this in on uh, group text earlier. So basically. Time out. Go ahead. I do also just got a heart it because we were talking about Elite 87. Both new belts. I got to get both new belts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I said, if, if I can get Apollo for, on sale for like 10 bucks, I'll take it. Cause it that happened this time around. <laughs> ten bu- if for 10 bucks, I'll buy it every time just for the belt. Yeah, so. Best looking belt in New York. Yeah, so uh, RVD, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. And um, with the whole shipping cost, I'm not, I talked about this in the group text a little earlier. So basically, all, all the toy prices have spiked. I'm not sure. Um, I'm sure you've seen the Ultimate Edition spiked up by two, three bucks, by like three bucks. Yeah. And uh, same thing with Power Rangers for me, three bucks. So basically, the way it was explained to me on another YouTuber's YouTube's YouTube page. So let's say it costs eight thousand dollars to ship out. Now the price at the, at the moment now the price to ship out is thirty two thousand. This, this is just like the numbers he gave me. He, he, he explained. So it's what four times the amount of what it would t- typically cost, and a lot of, that's delaying a lot of things because and that's also a reason of price increases. So uh, people were flipping out because their Ultimate Edition Hogan and Jeff Hardy's they got rerouted to next all, next year August. But Steve Bozer said that that's going to get fixed, and they don't know why that happened. And that's not, but that's not the case. And I know a lot of my pre-orders on Amazon they got delayed a month at least. So we'll see and how we that saw go- that with the Fan Central early in the summer. Which I know my Christian oh yes and yes yes around. yeah. So we'll 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 see how that we'll see what that how that goes with Amazon. But that shipping thing that is a real thing. Also, I guess last thing, um, the Survivor Series set is that like a ringside only? I have no clue. At a retail, I have no clue because I never see them in. Well, the last year set I did see in Walmart, but previously I never see them in stores. I was last year's Survivor Series. Last year was the Kane from '01, Morrison, Joe. It's Survivor Series. Yes, yes, yes. yes, Not the last person, but that was last year's Survivor Series. I did see that in the stores. But McIntyre. Yeah, it was McIntyre. I did see that in the stores, but I'm not sure. I'm not. If you want, boy, I bought that whole set. You are wild. So yeah, that's. uh, I need three out of that four from this year set. I'm good. Matt Hogan's blacker than me. Uh, I already know I'm not a fan of that Bailey. And uh, Keith Lee, I already have the other one with the goatee. I might need the whole because I only got Keith Lee basic. But, um, yeah, the head scans are bad on, on Hogan and Prep, but I need them. And Bailey is my girl, so I definitely need that. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm passing on that whole thing. I think I am. 
So, You've seen it in a while. I'll call you. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I already know. I got you. So, anything else for me? See you Sunday. <laughs> Hopefully. So, uh, as always, what a move on net for your man. Madness gear, ringside collectibles, and use promo code MMAN to save 10% off these lovely figures we just talked about. That's it for the show. For Egg to Fly, Eric Trambicki, I'm Aloy and Lloyd, and we will see you guys next time. Talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they hop on the top rope by the land with his elbow. Got them now, put them down right now, hit them with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist the Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.